14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a dive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry Aaron. From the Tanglewood Studios on the Skynet Global Network, this is Go6 Sports Radio. So welcome to Go6 Sports Radio. Uh, we are going to get right to it today. It's a Major League Baseball preview edition and uh, going to be great. But a lot of live sports uh, getting ready to go. MLS is in the middle of their tournament, uh, their welcome back or startup tournament. That's been good to watch live sports. Uh, basketball looks like it's going to get going in the bubble and uh, encouraging news from football, which we'll talk about more probably next week. But uh, for now, enjoy the Major League Baseball preview. Now it's time for our segment, Major League Baseball Talk, conversation and commentary about the league where they play for pay. Okay, we are back on Go6 Sports Radio and extremely excited to be bringing you a preview of, yes, the MLB season. You heard that right. It supposedly is starting next week, the 23rd and 24th of July, running through the 27th of September, and then we're going to have normal playoffs normal playoff type season after that. But uh, with me to discuss the season, talk about some of the teams, some of the players, some of the predictions are Tyler Waslegger, my son, who's a baseball coach and um, social media specialist, director of social media at West, assistant director of social media at Westminster School, and Owen Waslegger, who's a recent graduate of Mount St. Mary's University, going to use his fifth year at Fairfield University to play one more year of baseball. And um, also an experienced radio guy and podcast guy. So um, we are uh, happy to have you guys on Go Six Sports Radio. Thanks for having happy me. Happy to jump uh, on. It'll be uh, it'll be fun to finally talk some baseball and uh, get to see some games and uh, get somewhat of a season in here and and get some playoffs as well this fall. Yeah, yes. looking forward to it and uh, dive right into it. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's beyond exciting to to be talking about this now. I mean, I can't even. I don't know about you guys, but oh, what's what are you looking forward to most about the season starting? Uh, I just I think it's going to be real interesting that it's only sixty games. Uh, you know, anyone can get hot at any time. Best team might not win this year. Uh, it's just how teams manage the games, and you know, every game division or or not, it's going to be important. So day in and day out, 60 games, guys are going to want to win every game, not a lot of days off. So uh, it's going to be real good baseball. Yeah, I think uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to jump off of what I was saying. This is almost like an extended stretch run here. Um, like, like the late July into August and, and September playoff push for an entire season. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, how does 
how do positive tests affect rosters? Uh, are we seeing more triple A level and double A level guys get, get opportunities in the show this year? Um, you know, thinking back to your, one of your past guests, Ryan court, will, will he get a call with the A's to, to, uh, contribute this year? Um, it'll be very interesting with both roster makeup and, um, how these games play out with, with only 60 games. Like Owen said, uh, you may see a team that nobody expected to be in the mix, in the mix. And once they're in the playoffs, who knows what'll happen. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun, and it'll be. Hopefully, we won't be distracted too much by some of the other safety things that are you know are inevitable and have to go on. But um, the players are going to be tested every other day unless their temperature exceeds a hundred point four. Then they'll be tested uh, no matter the day and sent home if it's more more than a hundred point four. They'll also be required to take their own temperatures before coming to the ballpark, um, and anyone with a fever will be told to stay home. Uh, we got guys sitting out, Ian Desmond, Mike Leak, Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, to name a few. And and I was I was complaining and moaning on this podcast last week about guys opting out, and I still am. But what the, the question has finally been answered. These guys are opting out, and when they opt out, they're not getting paid. So they're they are choosing to opt out. And I'll give them credit for one thing. It's a, it's a serious decision and they're not getting paid. So I didn't know myself what opt out meant if they just didn't have to play and they were still going to get paid, but they are not going to get paid. Um, you know, so everybody knows that. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be 60 games. It's going to be 40 games within their division, your own division. And then the remaining 20 games are going to be uh, interleague so like NL East versus AL East to keep it regional and minimize the travel. So, um, you know, it should be, it should be interesting. Um, designated hitter this year, Ty, what do you think about designated hitter throughout both leagues? Well, you know, I think that it's cool in some ways to, to do it during this shortened season. Although I have a feeling that if they haven't announced it already, that that may be how it is going forward regardless, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, I think it takes away from the strategy piece where I think managers matter a little bit more in the national league in terms of double switching and um, some guys bat the pitcher eighth and, and they get, they get creative with the pitcher spot. So it takes away from that. And what it changes as well is how you is it's roster makeup now it, NL teams most NL teams except for a couple of them uh, are not in a position to to have a DH so they they've got guys on the bench that are position players that can fill that DH role but they're not the best you know the best guy for the DH position so I'll give you an example the Mets we're all Mets fans here, so so good example to start with. Um, they have they have Dom Smith to play to to DH, um, and he's not a great outfielder, but he's a great bat, and so they'll be able to use him as at the DH. And I think it's the Reds uh, who have Nick Castellanos who uh, slides right into the DH spot for them. So what I'm getting at here is NL teams who have a guy for the DH position are going to be in a great spot um 
I don't love the DH. I've always been a National League guy, but for this shortened season, I'm okay with it. I'm going to limit the complaints because we've got we've got an MLB season, and so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and how teams adjust. Yeah, Owen, yeah I agree th- there with Ty. Thumb, thumbs up or thumbs down on it, Owen, on the DH? I, I like it. I think it's going to – I didn't like it at first just because I'm used to the you know National League pitchers hitting, but, I mean, if you really think about it, there's probably – you can't name five or six guys that really swing it as pitchers in Major League Baseball. So I think it gives guys, you know, some guys like Ty said are just DHs. Cespedes, you know, Castellanos, uh, J.D. Martinez. I mean, there's guys that are going to play DH. So I think it's going to work out fine. And you're going to – you're probably going to see more offense. And I think there's, you know, casual fans are going to tune in because of the shortened season. And those casual fans are going to like the idea that there's a little bit more offense. Um, and the DH in both leagues will, will give us that. Not sure if I like it either. I like the strategy of, of, of knowing when you should hit or not for your pitcher, get them out of there, um, double switches, those kinds of things. But it'll definitely add to the excitement of the game. Uh, another thing, in extra innings, each team will begin with a runner on second base. The runner will be the player in the batting order immediately preceding that half innings leadoff hitter or a pinch runner. Owen, thumbs up or thumbs down on that? Thumbs down. I don't like it. I mean, I don't I don't think that's baseball really. I don't, I don't like it at all. It's just the pace of play, and it's not – I don't think it's right. I mean, you know, you bring in a pitcher for the bottom of the 10th inning in a tight game, and your closer is going to try to – you know, shut it down with the runner on second base that might not have, you know, obviously got hit off or something. But I don't like the pinch runner thing. I think they should just keep it the last hitter that hit. Because you can get guys like Adalberto Mondesi for the Royals, a prospect, or, you know, Nick Madrigal for the White Sox, who can just be a runner on this on their team. They're going to have just pinch runners uh, to go out there and win a game in the 10th in the inning. And I don't like it. I mean, they should start them on first at, at the worst, but I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I um, I would say I'm thumbs down on that because here's what's going to happen, guys. The, the guy that starts off the inning, unless it's maybe the hardier order, is going to bunt the guy over to third, and then we're gonna we're gonna have one out and two opportunities to get the guy in, and maybe quickly you'll learn that some managers aren't going to do that, and and that maybe we'll make it more interesting. But if we're doing that every time, it's like, well, just start the guy on third with, with one out. I mean, now we're just, it's, it's, it's dumb. You know, the, the KBO, uh, Korean baseball organization, uh, is they have ties and I'm not a big fan of ties, but they're so few in the course of a season that I would almost rather just, you know, you get to the 13th inning and you're tied, Okay, it's a tie. You're going to get three or four of them during the course of the season, and okay, so what? But the guy on second base, I mean, it just takes away from all that baseball is, and and I'm not a fan. Yeah, we're going to see some. I think in this 60 game season, we're going to see some innovative strategies. And where you would have thought that bunting was going to be um, a dead art because there would be no more pitchers hitting this year. Um, you're right. It's there's going to be you know, at least 50% of the managers or more, maybe 75 are going to bunt the guy over to third and take their chances getting, because we know that the percentages are high when you get a guy over to third with less than two outs. So bunting is not dead yet, but, um, 
I agree. I would just, I would just, I could go either way on this one, but I would, I would take the, a tie. I mean, I would take a tie after nine innings. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, so it'll be interesting. The 60 games will be interesting. And you know what you're going to see also, you're going to see, I believe you're going to see some managers, uh, some managers are going to get exposed a little bit in the 60 game season. But what you're going to see on the positive side is you're going to see some managers who are very creative and outside of the box thinkers, um, do some, do some things that help their, help them win games. And, you know, one of them, I think we can see coming already and that's, you know, starting a reliever, um, you know, throwing, you know, guys two innings, using the whole pen, using the whole staff and throwing guys two innings each or an inning each, um, in order to get wins in this shortened season. And especially when early on starters aren't going to go long, you right. I mean, would you guys agree? They're not going to go, uh, they're not going to throw a hundred pitches. I doubt early on. No, no yeah. way. They're going to, they're going to pitch counts going to be limited probably. So if we're starting end of July, beginning of August, I don't think you see a guy go deep into a, into a pitch count until September um, at least. So uh, it's going to take a little while for sure because of this layoff and the start of the season, uh, the, the combination guy throwing, once a week, maybe twice a week. Uh, if he throws on Sunday, he might throw again the next Friday or Saturday, but it's going to be September before you see guys throwing triple digit pitches. Yeah. And that tool, that may benefit the, some of those teams that have guys who are building up, building up, building up. And then when they get to playoff time, they can go longer. Um, the, the, and some of those teams who have a little bit less depth, but get to the playoffs might be better off once the playoffs start. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I can't wait. There's a doubleheader, I think, on the first night on ESPN. You're going to see baseball all over the place. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching a little bit of the KBO when it was on, when I caught it in the mornings. I had I thought that was great. And now that we are going to see our own Major League Baseball guys and teams playing, I, I can't even – I probably won't sleep the night before. That's how excited I am to get going with the Major League Baseball season. So let's go around – the league a little bit here, the divisions, uh, while we once thought they were going to change, um, to accommodate some kind of a weird schedule, they are not going to change. So we have the NL East. Let's start in the, in the national league, the NL East, um, Owen, give me, um, give me how you think that division is going to shake out in this kind of a season and, uh, who you think is going to win it. Yeah. I've been saying this since last year, probably the most competitive, division in baseball. Uh, but I think, you know, the rank, the preseason rankings came out yesterday. The Braves, Mets, and Nationals were all tied for first. I think that's, that's exactly how it's going to play out. The Phillies might be in the mix a little bit, but other than that, Marlins will be at the bottom of the league. You know, without Ryan Zimmerman playing, he was a key part of that World Series team. Uh, it's going to be between the Mets and the Braves, I think. You know, Nationals might be there too, but I think out of those three teams, the Mets and the Braves will be up top. The Braves are good. I mean, they just got um league, so it's going to be a tough, tough division there. But those three teams will be right there the whole way. What do you think, Ty? Give me, give me thirty, forty-five seconds on the NL East. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to dethrone the Nationals um, without the season starting. I mean, through the first uh, sixty games last year, they were pathetic. Um, but you can never discount them with Strasburg and Scherzer. So they got to be, they got to be the favorite until they get knocked off. And then I think, uh, 
I think the Mets and Phillies will be will be battling it out for with the Nationals and and maybe for second uh, wild card position there. And then, uh, you know, Braves and Marlins after that would be would be my most likely scenario. Yeah, I think I agree with you guys. I think Washington, you know, somebody's got to knock them off first, and I think they still have some pretty good pieces. I think a big story this year is going to be Bryce Harper. You know, if the Phillies don't get into the postseason this year, people are going to start wondering if he can win or not, if he's a winner or not. Um, the Mets are, if they get consistent pitching, they're, they're, I believe they'll hit. And Atlanta, uh, there's a little pressure on them now because they had a good season last year. And uh, they, you know, are expected to build on that and do well this year. And I, I don't think Miami is going to do anything, but we always say that. And, and they end up being in the mix, um, you know, at least for some of the season. And that's the NLEs. How about the Central? I'll start off with the Central. I think you're going to need to look out for the Reds. I think their pitching is pretty consistent. Um, Sonny Gray and the likes. Um, new manager. I think they have a they have a good opportunity. Uh, you know they have a good opportunity. New manager David Bell. They um, they play in a ballpark that's conducive to their style of play. I think you got to look out for the Reds in that division. Go ahead, O. I'll take it. All right. Um, yeah, that 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 division is going to be a little tough because, yeah, like you said, the Reds are going to. I think everyone's expecting them to you know, be an underdog this year. They got a lot of good players. Their lineup is going to be stacked offensively. Uh, and then you got the, you know, the Cardinals are really good too. They made a playoff run last year. Uh, I think it's the Brewers will be right there too. Um, I think it's going to come down to the Cardinals or the Reds. You know, I think the Cardinals, Flaherty is a real good arm at the top of the rotation. Jordan Hicks is going to come back from Tommy John, throwing over a hundred out of their pen. So uh, I think it's going to be an offensive battle in that division. Um, I think it's a toss-up. Reds, Cardinals. I'd take the Cardinals again just because they're experienced. The Reds got a lot of younger-ish guys that haven't really played in the playoffs or a short, shortened. You know, got to win here, got to win now. So I like the Cardinals out of that one. I'm going with uh, the Cardinals as well. I think Jack Flaherty continues to be underrated on the bump. He's one of the five best pitchers in baseball, and uh, have him go every fifth day. He's going to shove, and that's that's. It, probably a win if not um if not just being totally in every game that he pitches he's he's ridiculous he's a stud yeah i agree with that uh, too with him i really like him and i think that he's going to he alone will keep the cardinals in the mix um as far as the west goes i'm not going to waste anybody's time it's the dodgers i mean they have pitching they have they would really have to stumble you know, in a shortened season, long, long season, whatever, um, you know, they got Mookie Betts added to the mix. Um, I don't think they're going to, I don't think anybody is going to challenge them in that division. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, uh, I think wild card sleeper though, and, and somebody who could give them a run if they get hot is San Diego Padres, uh, top of that lineups as good as, as there is in baseball with, uh, Tatis Jr. Uh, Tommy Pham, and we forget, but Machado's out there too. And when he's hot, he's maybe one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah, and Profar is another one. They that that was one of my sleeper uh, teams that I was going to mention. We talked about sleepers, but I agree with you there. What about you all? I mean, <clears throat> the Rockies. The Rockies could be a sleeper in that division. Uh, 
in a shortened season. They hit a lot of bombs at home. They're good offensively. Arenado, Blackman, Daniel Murphy, David Dahl, Story. Um, they don't have any depth pitching, uh, but they're going to swing it. They'll swing it for sure. Um, and, I mean, they got a real good lineup. Someone's going to have to shut them down. You know, if they get hot at home, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I think they'll be, they'll be all right, but the Dodgers will definitely win that division. Yeah, they could be tough at home um, for sure. All right, moving over to the AL uh, and the East. I like the Yankees. Um, you know, Severino out for the year, I know. Uh, that's a problem. But I think they have enough. I think they have more than anybody else in that division, and I think they're going to, I think they'll take that division pretty easily. Um, I don't think anybody has enough to challenge them there. The Blue Jays, um, you know, have the up and comers, you know, the legacy guys, but uh, those legacy guys are going to have, have to prove something. They, they, you know, pitchers have seen them now, and let's see if they can be as good as they looked like they were last year, if they can stay in the league and if they can prove it and if they can hit against pitchers who've already seen them and have devoured scouting reports. So I think the Blue Jays, there's probably people picking them to do well. I don't see it. I want to see them prove it to me, and I like the Yankees in that division. Ty? Yankees, um, agree with your sentiment on the Blue Jays. Uh, the Rays are always in the mix. Never count the Rays out. They'll they'll go with their reliever to start games. They'll throw a wrench into everything, and they always play the Yankees tough. So, you know, um, I think the Rays, uh, there's no pressure on the Rays. Watch out for the Rays. Um, but, yeah, I would agree. I think the Yankees take the division. The Rays challenge them a little bit and are in the mix for a wild card. Yeah, I, I agree with Ty. Uh, the the Rays, their lineup on paper is not good at all. Uh, they pitch. Brendan McKay is going to throw a lot of innings from this year again. Snell is going to play well, and they they hit the ball. They're competitive. Um, they're they're a sleeper team, but I like this. If the Sox pitch, they're going to win that division. Uh, their lineup is still very good offensively. Very very good offensively. Um, and they get they don't have a really good rotation right now. Their bullpen is okay, but you know if they can pitch, uh, hold teams to four or five runs a game, they could win a lot of ball games. They have a very good lineup again. Um, I think it's going to be neck and neck with them and the Yankees. Yeah, I think that uh, it'll be interesting. Like all these divisions, it'll be interesting to see how things play out. The Central, um, I like the Twins. I think the Twins are uh, they added Josh Donaldson. Uh, they had some good young pitching, and I think it's their time. Uh, I, I also like the Indians, so I think it's between the Indians and the and Twins in that division. Um, Tigers will, I think, do well during this stretch. They can't go anywhere but up, um, and so I think the Tigers will show us some good things, and we'll probably see some young guys that we like there, uh, including Torkelson if he gets up there. But I like the Twins in the Central. Owen. Yeah, that's gonna it's gonna come down to the Twins or the Indians. Um, I like you know the Twins got a really good lineup. Like you said, they added Donaldson, uh, Mitch Garver's real good behind the plate. They got a lot of a lot of power guys, um, so they're gonna hit a lot of home runs. Uh, I think they were most hit the most home runs in baseball last year, so they're gonna they're gonna swing it again. 
but the Indians, you know, they, they're always good. I mean, they don't have as good of a lineup as the Twins, um, but I think they have a little better pitching. So uh, we'll see, but I'm taking the Twins. What do you think, Ty, Central? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go with the uh, the Indians. I think uh, underrated rotation. Clevenger's on the rise. Justin, or I mean Shane Bieber, uh, Cookie Carrasco. Um, Plesak's not bad. And then it looks like they might hit Lindor third this year. And this could be, you know, he's a star in the league, but he could he could elevate to the next level, racking up RBIs um, out of the three hole. And he's got some serious pop. So um, twins will will be right up there. Hopefully that's a good race. Uh, but it's it's twins or Indians for me. I'm going with Cleveland. Yeah, and I think the wild card, no pun intended, uh, with this 60-game season, like I mentioned it before, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a coach, but I think you're going to find out uh, about some guys, and I think Francona has an advantage in in navigating a lot of different kinds of situations, and although this is new to him, he'll figure out a way to get creative and use his pitching staff and use his lineup, and I think they'll be in the mix again. And I think, like I said, if the Twins don't win it, the the Indians definitely will. Moving over to the West, maybe the most interesting division and the toughest to pick, I think. Um, The Athletics are good. The Astros we know will be good. Dusty Baker's a good manager. Don't underrate, don't underestimate the Astros. They are going to have a lot to prove to people. Uh, they're talented. And again, he's a good manager, but the angels will win that division. The angels have acquired Rendon. They have Otani, uh, Justin Upton. Um, and then, and then pitching, you know, Julio Tehran with the angels now, Andrew Heaney and, and a uh, some guy named Mike Trout who, you know, I mean, and he's going to be revitalized as far as winning goes because when you have Joe Madden, uh, that's also, like I mentioned about Francona, when you have Joe Madden, you have a wild card. You have players that believe that they are going to win. And so, um, in my opinion, Angels take the West in a surprise. Um. I'm going with the athletics. Uh, I, I, my, one of my sleepers for the Cy Young is Liam Hendricks, their closer, um, 1-8 ERA, 25 saves last year. I think he can potentially get to the high teens or to 20 saves this year. Um, a guy that can go more than one inning. So you get through eight with Oakland, the game's over. Um, and between uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, their third baseman there, uh, is it Olsen is, is the name, or maybe it's slipping my mind right now, but they've got, they've got, um, they've got Chris Davis too. I just, the A's are in the mix every year and this shortened season, I don't know, something's telling me it's Oakland, Oakland's going to get there and, and maybe we'll see Ryan court in the show this year. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. And if you, if anybody listened to this podcast, hasn't heard it before. You have to listen to the podcast we did about a month ago with Ryan Court, um, professional baseball player who got called up to the major leagues last year. And he went through what it was like on his first when he got called up and, and, and everything. So we're rooting for him because he's with the A's now. Uh, Owen, I know you have to leave after you give us your West prediction. Uh, you're off to a baseball game, but go ahead. Yeah. So we'll just cover the three teams that 
you both talked about. So the athletics, start with the athletics. Um, like, they're going to be good. They have, you know, they acquired Tony Kemp, obviously, in the offseason. Uh, but they have uh, Jesus Luzardo, who's a very good left-handed pitcher. Um, I've, I've faced him in MLB The Show. Throws 96, tops at 100. Uh, has been coming out of the pen for them a little bit in spring training before COVID. Um, but he's going to be real good. The Angels don't have the pitching, really, besides Otani. I don't think they're going to be that good, really. Uh, Upton's old. Um, you know, I think they're going to be good. I think they'll have a winning record. They might be a wild card, but I don't think they're going to win that division. And the Astros are going to win the World Series. Um, best team in baseball. Still the best rotation in baseball. Um, you know, they got they got to prove to people, you know, that they can they're, – they're still good and we're always good, but – there, I've seen guys in MLB Network say they're still the best team. I mean, their lineup's just ridiculous. But definitely the Angels. You know, the Astros, it's a short season, so anything can happen. Uh, you know, you go on a little losing skid. I think I think the Angels or the Athletics would be right there, but Houston's going to come out with that with that one. Yeah, I, I can't I can't argue with that. Even though I like the Angels as a as a surprise team, there. Oh, we, we're happy to have you on. Thanks for coming on. We'll do it again. Uh, See some see some good pitches tonight. Don't miss the fastball. See. Ya. So Ty, that 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 kind of wraps it up with regard to the divisions. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, and I know I've said that word, probably overused that word in this, um, but I just can't wait to for this to get going. So, um, what do you think about some of these things I'll throw out there? You think anybody can hit 400 in this shortened season? I don't, I do not believe somebody will hit 400, but I think if I had to choose two, two guys who, who have an opportunity and these guys actually might be while they're respected in, in major league baseball by fans and, and by other teams, I don't know that these would be the top two guys that people would pick. But I think two guys, Jeff McNeil and Fernando Tatis Jr., both guys hit at the top of the lineup. They've had Tatis has had just last year hitting 317, McNeil 318 last year, 329 in 2018. Shortened season, you know, I'm sure there have been stretches over McNeil's two years in the show where he's hit 400 or close to it for 60 games. So um, I would be betting no on a guy hitting 400, but if, if it was going to be somebody, it's got to be a guy at the top of the lineup. Um, McNeil typically stays healthy. Um, Tatis, not so much, but if he stays healthy this year, he's got a shot to do it. Um, so those are my two guys, but ultimately no, that, that nobody will hit 400. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be hard. Um, I mean, we might see, you know, you might see a guy like, and here's the guy, one of my uh, guys to watch watch out for this year, Tim Anderson, White Sox, um, last year slash 335, 357, 508, 18 homers, 17 steals. He's, he's a little bit shaky defensively, but I think that he is a guy who may be mentioned after this 60 game season as one of the top five or seven players in baseball. Um, I think he has a good chance to win the AL MVP. And I think if there's a sleeper guy who could maybe hit, you know, close to 400 could be him. 
uh, really good player. Another guy, you know, who's maybe not going to hit 400, but uh, is going to be, you know, dominant again in the NL. And I, I believe in a short season will be because he's one of those guys that is mentally just goes out and plays hard and, and shuts up and plays. And that's Christian Yelich. No surprise that he's a great player, but I think in this kind of a season, I think he's going to handle it fine. I think there'll be guys out there who don't handle this well. I think there'll be guys out there who are playing begrudgingly because they kind of were hoping they were going to have a year off and now they're not going to. And not only are they not going to, it's going to be a condensed season that's intense and a lot of games in a short amount of time. So I think a guy like Yelich handles that really well. Um, and he's my choice for potential NL MVP and, uh, AL MVP. Uh, my choice would be Tim Anderson, Chicago White Sox. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, I mean, Yelich is, is a beast, uh, unbelievable swing approach. Um, he could certainly, certainly flirt with 400. Um, he could also be a guy that flirts with the home run lead, which we might, you know, I think most places are set in the total at 20. Could he get to 20? I think he could be, he could be a guy along with Tim Anderson and a few others. Um, for me, uh, one guy stood out in the AL for me as an MVP candidate, and that's Otani. Um, and the reason being his contributions this season as both a DH and a pitcher could allow him to be involved in, in more games um, and have a larger impact in, in the shorter season. And he could be, he could be a, uh, you know, a candidate and, and he could, have a better opportunity if Trout sits for an extended period uh, due to the expected birth of, of his first child there with his wife. Um, in the NL, um, I think you got to watch out for uh, Soto on the Nationals. I think he showed us in the postseason what he's capable of, um, and he could be a force to be reckoned with this year, um, especially if he continues what he did in October. Yeah, I agree. Soto is a beast. I mean – I don't even think we're close to seeing what, what he can do. Um, there are some really, there are some really good young guys that we're going to be seeing also um, that are, you know, some of these young guys make their mark sometimes early in the beginning of a 162 game season. And then they sort of die off and they sort of, they sort of, uh, they sort of um, end up on a, and end up not doing as well but um, for the whole season, so to speak. But a 60-game season, I could see somebody getting hot, um, a younger guy especially. Cy Young guys, what do, you, what do you think about Cy Young award winner candidates? Yep, so we all know the kind of horses that are starters, but I think there's going to be more of an emphasis this, this year on relievers. Um, so in each league, um, I'm looking at uh, relievers as my top choices um, in the AL. Uh, I mentioned him earlier, but I think Liam Hendricks, the closer for the A's, has a possible, you know, if a, if a guy comes in and saves 18, 19, 20 games or more, I think he's got to be he's got to be a strong candidate to win a Cy Young. Um, and I think Hendricks can get there with the A's. Um, you know, you mentioned the Padres, I mentioned the Padres. And so I think, uh, their closer Kirby Yates last year, 41 saves in a one, one, nine ERA. Um, he's a candidate. If the Padres make a run, even if they're in the mix for a wild card, uh, he could be a Cy Young candidate. I think his teammate starting pitcher, Chris Paddock, 
Um, not, you know, kind of world beating statistics last year, but he has nasty stuff. Um, he's a starter, but he could be a candidate there, uh, to win, to win the Cy Young. Um, and then of course you have your, your classic Strasburg, Scherzer, DeGrom. Um, obviously he's got to be considered considering, you know, how he's done the last couple of years, back to back Cy Young's. Um, so those are my thoughts there. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think a reliever has as good of a shot as they've ever had to win the Cy Young this year. And and I'd go with Hendricks and Kirby Yates as my picks. Yeah, that's, that's pretty insightful. I think I agree with you. I think there's going to be less, of course, there's going to be, obviously there's going to be less innings by starters this year, but I think there's going to be, uh, you know, less complete, less, less innings thrown per game because of them getting, themselves their arms in shape and getting ready to go so I think the relievers play a big role I think you know if we're looking at starters I think Garrett Cole could have a chance with the Yankees if they hit like we think they can hit um he is you know got a lot to prove he is uh gonna get the run support and if he throws as well as you know even even a percentage of as well as he has in the past he should get the run support he should get a lot of wins now whether or not he has a good era uh and compared to others we'll see but i think he has a good chance and i think you know i hate to say it because i'm a met fan and i hate to jinx it but i think the grom's right there again I, th- I don't think there's any reason to count him out no one's he hasn't proven yet that he can't dominate and, you know, and be very consistent every start out. So I think the Grom has a good chance there as well. Um, far as younger guys who we might see coming up, um, I have a list that I'll go through and just see what you, what you think of these. But um, Luis Robert, center fielder for the White Sox, I'm picking him for rookie of the year. Um, and, and he, along with Tim Anderson and Nick Madrigal, if the, if the White Sox get some pitching, they could be, they could be a pain in the rear end for, for the twins and the, and the, um, and the Indians. So, um, Luis Robert is one of them. He has a long-term deal and, um, I think people are expecting big things out of him. Right-handed pitcher for the Blue Jays, Nate Pearson. He's getting a lot of exposure. Um, one of those guys throws a hundred, um, and he's not, I don't know if he's on the roster yet, but he will be, um, Another guy to mention is uh, uh, Dylan Carlson, outfielder for the Cardinals. He was the 28th ranked prospect, hit 292 in the minors, and is still just 21. Um, and uh, he'll he'll be up quickly because St. Louis has some holes in the outfield that they have to throw. One guy to watch closely is this guy Sixto Sanchez, right-handed pitcher for the Marlins. He is has some nasty stuff. Owen and I use him in MLB the show. And this guy is, uh, he's got some nasty stuff. I think he's going to be one of those guys that he can throw a no hitter every time out, but he can also not have command and, and, uh, and, and get himself into trouble pretty early. But those are just some Joey Bart's another one catcher for the giants. He's got a lot of pressure on him. There's, there's a lot of expectations with this guy. Um, Joey Bart being the backup to Posey. Uh, what do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, he's certainly going to be given an opportunity. And and the problem there is that uh, I don't think the Giants are going to be very good. Um, so that'll hurt him in some ways. you got to have a decent club. You know, if you're the best guy on the worst team, I don't know how that affects your rookie of the year standings. 
Um, I think probably the favorite to win rookie of the year, at least in the NL, is Gavin Lux, the, the Dodgers. Um, I believe he's an infielder uh, for the Dodgers. Um, and so he's going to get a uh, big time opportunity. And then, you know, you got to consider guys that aren't getting the preseason hype, um, you know, aren't hitting the, the ESPN.coms or the SIs um, who could come up um, given COVID positive tests or, or whatnot um, uh, that we maybe haven't heard of that could just could get hot for 60 games or could get hot for 30 games. At this point, you get hot for 30, that might do it um, as a rookie. Um, so there could be a name that we haven't mentioned here that, that we find ourselves in our MLB, you know, uh, look back at the end of the year and recap that we're like, oh man, we didn't even know this guy existed. And, and he jumped into the mix and he helped the team get to the postseason or, or had a great year himself. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You're going to see guys that we all say, even some of their own teammates say, who the heck is this guy? He And, and you're going to get guys that are on a roster, i.e. our friend Ryan, who they get on a roster and they probably had no business this early in the season being on a roster, but then they're able to prove themselves a little bit and help them help their team be in the right spot at the right time. Maybe if they're a pitcher, get a big save or a big win when it's needed. Um, especially when the pitching is going to be uh, challenging to deal with in the beginning of the season for managers and everybody's going to have to contribute in staffs. So we're definitely going to see some guys who we had no idea who they are. And uh, like a lot of people, as a result of this COVID, uh, they are going to take advantage of an opportunity and, um, you know, get on people's radar and get their, get their careers going. So it'll be interesting. Um, as we wrap up here, Tyler, um, give me AL champion, NL champion, and World Series champion. All right, that's. Let's see. I mean, the popular pick is is Dodgers, Yankees, uh, and take your pick there. I'm not. I'm not going to go with that. I think in the 60 game schedule, there's a a much higher opportunity for variance, you know, in 162 game schedule, uh, the cream would rise to the top. Um, maybe somebody sneaks in and gets hot in the playoffs, but not as likely in this 60 game, anything can happen here. Um, I think, uh, let's see, I think in the AL, you're going to see, You know, I think I think the Yankees will find a way to do it, but I don't believe I don't believe the Dodgers are going to do it in the NL. I think you're going to see somebody come out of that NL East, um, and I think I think it's going to be. I've got a funny feeling we might see a, a, a Subway Series World Series this year, and um, I think the Yankees would win if if it got to that point. But a um, little bias there, definitely playing out here. But I just have a feeling about the Mets if they can stay healthy this year, uh, build off of what they did last year where they just missed the playoffs and, and they got hot down the stretch. Um, stay healthy they've, they've, and they emerge, whether it's NLE's champions or a wild card, just get into the playoffs and, and we'll see what happens. So that's my pick. Um, I, I, I just think that um, the Dodgers will have the bats. I don't know that they're going to have the, the pitching through their starting rotation or, um, or the bullpen. They lost Ryu, who was uh, underrated part of that rotation, but was huge. Walker Bueller's a stud, but is he ready for, for prime time in the postseason? And 
Kershaw is getting old. Um, and I don't really trust that bullpen. I mean, Kenley Jansen, if he's healthy and he's back, yeah, regular season beast, but lights come on in the postseason. He's not, not always on. So Yankees, Mets, Yankees win the world series. Interesting. Yeah. I think that, um, it's tough to pick against the Dodgers, but I also think, uh, the, the Mets, here's the thing with the Mets and, and hopefully people listening don't think we're just Mets fans and we're wishful thinking, but the thing with the Mets is sometimes there's been recent seasons where they get off to a pretty quick start first 20, 25 games. Then they really slow down quite a bit and then they pick it up mid season and they get on a little streak going. If they can be pretty consistent in the, in the beginning of the season, like you said, stay away from injuries. I think they can easily win that division. They have the pitching and they're going to have the hitting and the, you know, and you know what the key to that's going to be. It's going to be Cespedes. If Cespedes can stay free from injury and contribute, um, hit some home runs, knock some runs in, and more importantly, just protect other people in that lineup. They're going to be very tough to deal with. I think Washington is the other team that could come out of the NL because of the pitching solely because of the pitching. Um, and I think if the Dodgers stay healthy, they probably would have the edge over those three, over the, out of those three. So I would still pick the Dodgers out of the NL. Uh, in the AL, I'm picking the Astros. I think the Yankees are good enough. I think um, someone like the Twins are good enough. You could see the Angels be a surprise, you know, my pick for a surprise. But I think the Astros have too much talent. Uh, the, the, the caution with the Astros is, and, and Bregman in particular, they get off to slow starts. So they are not going to have that opportunity. If they do not get off to a slow start, if they get off to an average to good start, they're going to win the West and they're going to win the American league. And then I think if they get in the world series against the Dodgers, I think the Astros will win it. Um, and I think they will be, you know, telling the world at that point, hey, uh, screw you. We just won it all. So I think the Astros are going to win it. And uh, we get underway this coming Wednesday, I think it is, right, Ty? Wednesday and Thursday, all kinds of baseball games. So, um, I mean, the, the whatever we were watching, if you're a baseball fan, whatever you were watching to this point, whether it be – reruns of old games, whether it be even the MLS with, which just started, um, uh, Netflix, whatever you were watching, this will be displaced now with baseball because there will be baseball on every night. And if you're a baseball fan, there's no excuse for watching baseball every single night. Now we've been yearning for it for so long and uh, can't wait for it to get started. Yep. Now one more thing before, before we wrap up here, you gave us your your AL and NL pennant winners and your World Series champion. If I had to press you on one sleeper in, in both leagues combined, your one sleeper, who is it? I think it's going to be the Angels. I really do. I, I you you mentioned it before. Otani in a short season, two way guy. Justin Upton. Um, I think he's got some left in the tank. Rendon, uh, and they got a little pitching too. I mean, Tehran is not a slouch, and. And Trout, like I said, we don't know if he's going to miss some time because of the birth of a child but and how much he'll miss. But I guarantee you, if they're looking like they're going to be pretty competitive, um, and, and, I, and I just know, having spoken to guys who, um, you know, through, through other people have told me about Joe Madden, 
uh, when you're playing for him, you think you, you expect to win. It doesn't matter if it's a rebuild. It doesn't matter what it is. He expects to win. And uh, I think they could really be, they could really be the sleeper. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm going to go with the Padres. Uh, do I think they'll win the division? They they could, but but no, I, I wouldn't be bold enough to predict they win the NL West. But they'll get into the playoffs, I believe, as a wild card. And with the top of their lineup and some good some good uh, pitching, I mean, I put Chris Paddock up against pretty much every starter in a one game playoff. He's going to hold his own. Um, and like I said, you get to Kirby Yates ball game. So um, look out for the Padres. That's my sleeper. I think if they if they can be in the mix and get into the playoffs, um, you know, they could find themselves in the NL championship series. We'll see. Yeah. And what I hope the most is and not to bring up anything negative, but what I hope the most is, is we don't get through this season, September. And then, you know, for whatever reason, we have a rise or a spike and in certain areas, we've got to shut this thing down again. But for the, I'll take it day by day. I'll take it week by week. Glad the boys are back playing baseball, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I know that uh, I saw something on Twitter yesterday. Some, some of the, uh, uh, like the Mets are putting cardboard, um, cardboard um, fans in the stands, and and that'll be kind of cool to see. So it'll be cool to see how the whole thing's navigated. But most importantly, just flat out pure baseball is back, and uh, we'll get it going next week. Looking forward to it. All right, Ty, thanks for being with us. Thanks for Owen Wasleger uh, being with us as well. Uh, we'll follow up on this one a couple of weeks, at least a week or two into the season. We'll follow up on this one. And uh, we'll be back on the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast right after this. So that wraps it up for the Major League Baseball preview. Can't wait for it to start tomorrow night. Plenty of games on ESPN and other networks. Uh, please join us next week as we talk all sports all the time, especially Major League Baseball. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to be with you next time on the Go 6 Sports Radio Podcast. <laughs>